Ow. Beautiful. <laughs> I cut my nose in the middle of that. Ow. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Really impressive, actually. Super impressive. Ow. Amazing. We're going to let Fry revel in his pain for a little bit. Pain. You know you have a face there, right? Okay, welcome back to the Reroll It podcast. Yay. Ow. I'm your DM, Phil. So, oh, I met Mr. Quiet. Oh, we have an audience suddenly. Live audience. Woo! Wait. Yay. A, oh, a peanut gallery here. I don't here. like that guy. He's, he, he, he did the thing once. Oh, Boo. oh, we got a heckler in town too. Oh. I think they're funnier. I am, I oh, am really... much funnier than you. I, I sit in the audience and react to everything that you say. You, sir, are probably correct. But I know. You're not being paid right now. I am. Be up here. Actually, I don't get paid. None of us get. None of us get paid. It's true. I it's all, we all live a very sad life. To be fair, we all get paid, just not by this. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, I I totally get paid. Look, just follow my OnlyFans at www.onlyfans/slash/dirtpurse.com forward slash Lulu feet pics. Yeah, Lulu feet pics. Yes. I would put feet pics on if, you know what? If the audience wants it, I will. I will distribute feet pics. And on. if you go to onlyfans.com/slash/lulufeet, there's still Lulu's feet. <laughs> so remember, there's pics and there's feet. Yes. Her, her actual feet. We only have two in stock. This is when I choke. Yep. Yep. Of They're not supposed to know that we just sell them the rights to the feet, just like how the guy sold the Brooklyn Bridge people and the entire Ponzi scheme. We're just selling the feet over and over again. Oh, I, I thought I thought it was we we actually pickled her feet. She actually has no feet. Why are you guys so mean to me? That's why there's only two in stock. No, we send them pickled pig's feet. There, problem solved. Perfect. I mean. <laughs> I was thinking that you'd be more or less be like, yeah, no, we use the feet pick site to pick, take pictures of pig feet, and then we sell the, <laughs> the pickles pig's feet. It's a very elaborate scheme. Lulu is actually a talking pig. No Lulu one is a pig this. confirmed 2020. Oink, oinkers make oinkers. Perfect. So confirmed 2020, the year of the pig. Wow. Well, this is an intro to a podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, again. Uh, I'm your DM for this session, Phil. I didn't vote um, for you. Hi. I have a problem, and it's running this game. Yeah. That's the first step to get recovery is admitting there's a problem. The Unless... second step is stabbing people in the face. It's true. No, nope, don't mm. stab people in the face. No. Nope. Do it. Nope. Just nice in the it. face. Yeah. Back uh, up, back up. The Reroll It Welcome. podcast does not condone stabbing people in the face. Obviously, it. unless it's really cool. <laughs> Obviously, you go for yeah. the kidneys. Yes. <laughs> reroll it one more time. One more Welcome time. Welcome to Reroll It podcast, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, but not actually Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing Starfinder, which is a completely different system. Yep. If you find that confusing, yeah. Welcome to the world, because there's too many tabletop RPGs. Also, go ahead and stab people. You have my permission. <laughs> Stab them right in the gallbladder. I'd be impressed if you can get right in the gallbladder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah actually, oh no, God. more kudos. If you can hit very specific organs, man, that's pretty good. 
I can isn't that just called it. surgery uh, at that isn't point? Isn't that a plus five to the uh, the challenge or to the AC when you make a call shot like that? Jokes on you! <laughs> I chose the epidermis. Oh snap! <laughs> Not by the skin of my nose. <laughs> Why? Why am I friends with you guys? <laughs> anyway, murder cast. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back again. This is the fifth time we recorded this intro because we derail it every single time. All one time. What is an I'm... intro really? Some days I question that. It's just a pitiful pile it's like of secrets. Crisis. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll stop now. No, no, no. Uh, so I'm your GM again. I'm Phil, your your GM for this session, and the man who keeps throwing this carriage into the fire and into the lava that would be obi-wan obi-wan give me yes. one how are you i i am i am a thing oh that's good to know i'm glad you're a thing mm-hmm. i'd be really i'd be really worried if you're intangible and actually just an imaginary construct that we all are like somehow interacting with but aren't we all that anyways aren't we just brains piloting meat suits you are and you know what else you're piloting your character Great segue there, Mr. What Phil. Ca- what character are you playing? Give me one. <laughs> um, uh, besides everything ever when I'm game mastering, uh, I play Schmebleck uh, Jim. He's a, he's a reptoid mechanic. And reptoids, uh, well, most of you probably, if you're into conspiracy theories, know about the reptoids. And our reptilian overlords planning to overthrow our government and infiltrating our everyday life. So I'm playing one of those, but in space. Fun times. Fun times. Yep. You know, he likes to hide as a fish person. And apparently has started the uh, Oren Fish Publican uh, Party. Yeah, we established that in the last session. That apparently there's the Fish Publican Party. And they don't like anybody who's not a fish. And they vote for trout. Yep. And they... They, they expect you to be able to swim when you get into the country. They don't understand why you can't swim when you, if you can't swim while you come into a planet. Also, their old flag was apparently the fishing bars. <laughs> Which is a very real thing, and I love Until it. Until they lost the war. <laughs> the fish will rise again. The war of salmon aggression. The bass will, com- <laughs> the bass will rise once again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stand um, behind General I... Fishley. Need to stop enabling this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Enabler, who are you? Uh, huh? Phoenix of our... Mr. Phoenix. Yep, that's me. I'm playing Negrash Dematrolen Rakadama. He is a Vesk mercenary mystic who is a focus and healer and slapping people with a solary weapon. People are going to be very confused why the healer also has a lightsaber, but I well, love it. It's a best thing. It's a best thing. It's fine. When you're a giant seven-foot lizard, sometimes you just got to have a uh, lightsaber. The healing was an accident, really. Giant lightsaber just cauterized the wound. Yeah, yeah obviously. This is my four-foot laser scalpel. <laughs> so, Lulu, the one we are selling your feet. Oh, what? Sell those yeah. feet. The one who has I mean, the feet uh, picks. The feet Let's picks. clarify. What? Feet picks. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We're, we're not pickling my feet, and we're not selling them off. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have a timeshare system now. Shiz business. 
So tell me, who are you playing? I am playing Shinova! A Xenoseeker envoy that's ready to traverse the galaxy and find out new things. I, I may step on some toes, though. Also, we found out Don't likes to uh, hall monitor buildings with a knife. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's very particular about the wordings of things. So you said not to shoot her or shoot anybody. She wasn't going to shoot anybody. Said nothing about stabby stabs. And you, and you get on me for telling the audience to stab people. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, don't stab people in real life. Please don't. Don't at, don't at me on this. Oh, at Lulu, at Twitter, at Instagram, at Lulu Twittergram, at 2020 hashtag balls. Dot com. I mean, you can at reroll it. <laughs> That's about it. At reroll it, hashtag balls. Then we know that you're paying attention. <laughs> So, oh, no. <laughs> uh, one of our other people, Shawnee. Yes, I I am Shawnee. Um, I am playing uh, Sylvia, the uh, drow operative. Um, and on her uh, off time, she is a, a consort, a, a lady of the night. Yes. Yeah, and uh, we found out she's helping the captain of your ship try to write a manuscript. And he's very frustrated about it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Unfortunately, he's not paying me enough, so. Oh, well. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. And I think our yeah. last uh, player, uh, Fry. Wait. I'm last? Oh. Okay. Mm, I think you last are this time. Last and least. Again, you, not is the shortest. Yeah, that's true. If we're going by height. But not by spirit. By golly, has not got some spirit, even if misplaced. So he has a lot of grenades. And that's what, I was thinking alcohol. Yeah, uh, spirit is a euphemism for grenades. So, anyways, so not Taban, for you lovely people out there, is a Hortus soldier. So imagine, uh, how tall was he? Like a four foot or even less? I don't know. Short. Maybe said like four foot. Yeah, short, stocky mushroom person, loaded with grenades, and as of the end of last session. Now has an artillery laser too. Uh, which is essentially, if you stuck a laser on a tank, he now just carry around that laser. So it's a pretty heavy weapon. Anyway, so I think that is everyone. And when the team last left off, you guys were just assigned to a mission to defend a Mr. Lucky or Mr. River Desuel. What does he smell like, anyways? Uh, well, you haven't met him yet. Oh, because his name was Does It Smell. Does no. It Smell? No, Newt does it smell. Well. She just crop dusted me. Big D? Oh. Anyway, so you guys have been signed to a case to defend an employee of the Benji Mineral Exploit or Entertainment Exploit Company, and he's been accused of murder of a Mr. Jorah Olin, the owner of the Olin Shipping Company. And last we left off, you guys were heading to the courthouse at Justice, Justice, Peace. So, you guys are heading off to the courthouse. And you arrive to the courthouse, and it is another office building, is the best way to describe it. So, it's not elaborate as we imagine, like, courthouses being, like, the marble and the marble steps with the statues. Like, how we imagine, like, the Supreme Court. It's pretty mundane. Like, gray walls fair amount of windows uh, 
but nothing to write home on. Uh, you head in, and again, it's like basic, what is it, tile flooring. You go through a couple of security checkpoints and then are escorted into a courtroom in which uh, George is going to take his spot at the defender's table. Uh, Mr. Your defendant isn't there yet. And then you lot are allowed to stay up in the, was it? Spectator booth, which is actually on one side uh, where the defendant section is. Mm-hmm. So, after a few minutes or so, you guys arrive, and then the prosecuting attorney arrives also through a different set of doors. And he is a, you guys recognize this, a uplifted bear. <sighs> uh, particularly, he is a, I wrote down, brown bear. Ooh. So he's similar to the one you fought, which was Fuzzy Winklebang, but slightly smaller. Hmm. And dressed in a nice suit, carrying a briefcase and everything like that. So he looks very well prepared and takes a spot at the prosecution side of the court. So I do I, I do apologize for interrupting, but I know what a great Dane is, but what does what is a mundane? I've been trying to figure this out this whole time. My goodness! How much is pun can damage we, again? Can we just roll a? I think for that one, that should be <laughs> roll like d twenty. No, I think that's a that's a twelve. Oh no! Ooh, d twelve of damage for pun damage. Or that's oh, pretty shit. bad. Oh shit! Did you crit you it? Crit. Ooh, 12 <laughs> oh yeah, don't you know? Uh, can we count that crit or no? That's no, not that's not a d twenty. Yeah. Okay, that critter is just gonna have to scoot on by then. It's gonna you say, can't be rewarded even slightly for that. <laughs> I was gonna say we should like edit that out with just like I don't know the the sound of somebody having diarrhea or something. Uh, it's pretty no, close. I, I want to establish that in this podcast <laughs> we have people, myself included, who like to make horrible pun jokes or horrible puns and horrible jokes. Those get punished by pun damage which is just a divine punishment on the character and they just take random force damage or psychic damage which is really amusing because i started doing that just as a joke yeah and it's established (laughs) rule so if one of us make a really terrible pun there's a high chance we're going to take damage that's just the way we roll that's why i always encounter that's why i always start encounters at half health that is actually true, and why you've almost died multiple times yep. because of it. <laughs> Worth it. You studied in a half hell. Oh, he totally God. has. So, you guys see the uh, brown bear, the uplifted brown bear, and he takes his spot at the prosecution side. And then, after about, I don't know, a couple minutes to 10 to 15 minutes, a fair amount of time, uh, the bailiff uh, calls up that the judge has arrived. And I'm going to drop a picture in the chat of the judge, which is a Trox, T-R-O-X, comes out in the full judge's robes. He is a very, very big boy. So he means business. Does anybody actually want to describe what this big boy looks like? He looks like a really big, angry beetle. With four arms. Yeah, those are massive and a giant hammer. Oh my goodness gracious, Mark. He also has a tail. <laughs> he does. Yeah. 
So he looks kind of like a large woolly mammoth mixed with a bug, but like a predacious <laughs> diving beetle kind of bug. <laughs> He's got those mandibles. Yeah. He's ugly. Hey, hey. So we would like to lean lean over and like nudge nudge Cici like eh eh. He has six arms. Yep. He's only Dang. oh shit he six. Yeah. yeah, he has six. Oh. He has four small arms and then the big boy arms. And abdomen oh. tusks. So, yeah, it's like, yeah. A, it's like a humanized, oh, yeah. pedacious diving beetle. Yeah, so Shishi should be all into Bleh. that. Because he hasn't skipped leg day or any of his arm days. No. Yeah, I true. mean, he's not Shishi's type. Two arms too many. Shishi has a very, Shishi has a very specific type. It's dead, isn't it? <laughs> dead? Yep, she prefers dead people. <laughs> yeah, she she's actually a necromancer. She prefers her um, mates to be quiet and dead. Um, the proper term <laughs> term is necromantic. No, the proper term is cracking no, no, open no. a cold one. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Thank you. It's funny because having sex with dead things is hilarious. <laughs> it's such oh a funny God. joke. Either way, I don't want that's to a great way to pop so, in your friend group. <laughs> anyway, so this Trox comes up to the bench, and he, in the picture, he's carrying a hammer. Imagine that being a giant gavel. So imagine just yes. a gavel and just blow it up to a hammer size, that huge hammer size. Yes. That's what he's carrying. He is the law. He's walking up as if that's it was right. a walking stick, and he goes up to the bench, and he puts the large gavel onto a weapons rack behind him, and you see him pick up the small gavel before he takes a seat at the bench. And the bailiff calls out, of course, he said, all rise for the honorable judge Rudro Posen. So I will drop that into the chat so you guys know what the hell, how that's spelled. I was hoping for Judge Joxie. Uh, That is also a very good one. Damn it. My hopes have been dashed. And the uh, judge... Uh, Judge Poson calls the court to order with a uh, smack of his gavel. And this is where it begins the dep- depositions. So. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Whatever. Dun, dun. No, that's law and order. I'm sorry. This is the people's court. Oh my goodness. It's, it is a two-hit gavel to make the... Everybody shut up. It's like... That, that doesn't I, sound like a gavel. I was hitting in my planner. I think that sounds but... like a gavel. Yeah, yeah. the last time kind of sounded more like okay. a, a sad fap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad fap. Fun. Either way. Anyways. So, the prosecution <laughs> begins their case. And it's the brown bear. It comes up to the, stands up in the corpse and says, Oh, your honor. Uh, the prosecution stands to accuse a Mr. River Deswell of murder in the first degree of Draw Olin, the owner of the Olin Shipping Company, a subsidiary of the Crop 2 Enterprises. In this case, I will make it clear that Mr. River was the one who can only be the one who have killed Mr. Olin. So, I'm going to start. I'm going to read a quick narrative so you guys. Mr. Olin, at the time of his, before his murder, had retired to his vacation home on the coastal on the coast outside of Fail for a bit of re- relaxation as he was finishing up 
with his internal investigation over the stall sugar his company had been shipping. At approximately 7 p.m. Absalon Standard Time, Mr. Desilel arrived at Mr. Olin's residence as the key records show. Mr. Kara recounted seeing a fight through a window of Mr. Olin at, at his home at 8.30 uh, Standard Time while finished a hike through the area. The body of Mr. Olin was not discovered until the following morning by Mr. Thurra while investigating an open door. Uh, Kratu, Kratu Enterprises investigation found blood spatter on the walls and the ceiling consistent with the victim being hit over the head with a steel fire poker found in the room. Fingerprints analysis showed that Mr. Rivers' fingerprints were found on the murder weapon. What testimony from Mr. Uh, Mr. Desuel, uh met uh, Mr. Olin for a personal affair in, in which Olin promised something when Olin didn't give Desuel what he has promised Deswell reached for the fire poker while Olin's back was turned and struck him over the head. Uh, Mr. Deswell fled the scene after taking the victim's hand as a possible way to make a quick bit of cash on the black market as the hand itself was extremely well made and expensive. So essentially that is the case the prosecution makes is Olin went to go meet or Deswell River went to go meet Olin. They got in a fight over something you're not quite sure and then uh, River smacked Olin over the head, killed him, and then stole his prosthetic right arm. Uh, did, did the prosecution say who they were? Uh, the prosecution did not, as this was already been filed. But you may make a culture check to figure out who they may work for or who the the Kratu Enterprises are. I want to, I want to be Bearsworth so bad. Shinova doesn't know shit. 24. Shinova crit failed. <laughs> I'm too busy taking down notes. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized I rolled that as a sub. <laughs> Whoops. That, that is so sad. Submarines cannot make culture checks. So, I did not roll a nat one, and I'm still half the roll of what she is. Yeah, my crit oh, fail is a shit. nine still. Either way, Sylvia, Nagarash. <laughs> Oh, okay. shit, I'll try. All right, here we go. It's all to Sylvia. Here we go. It's all downhill uh, from here. I like all the 14. Okay. So, wow, I rolled the best. <laughs> but you rolled as the sub. Well, it still says my name. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, it does. I mean, it might be a sub in <laughs> physicality, rolled. but in spirit, it is a dom. <laughs> no, he did, um, act- no, he did actually roll as Jim. It's just the... <laughs> No, yeah. if you look at the Jim Snowbuck, it actually is no. everything's no. correct there. Okay. I just want to double well, check. <laughs> it's <laughs> we can't sub in here. Anyway, so Anyways. Uh, Jim, you know that the <laughs> Croc Two Enterprises is one of the main competitors to the Benji Exploit uh, company. So they are mostly okay. known for their entire board and a lot of their major executives are all uplifted bears. They're all bears. So they're all bears. There's so bears many bears. Dull bears. Dull bears. Dull bears. It's true. It's unbearable. So, that barely uh, registered. Uh. So, you know that, and that from the testimony or from the court case that's been submitted, that the Olean Shipping Company was actually a subsidiary of the Kratu, of Kratu Enterprises. 
So this is the reason why they are bringing the court case uh, or bringing the charges of Mr. River to court because Olin actually worked for the Kratu Enterprises. So they're essentially acting as a legal department to charge River for the murder. And the Justice Justice Peace Department mm-hmm. or company acts as a neutral private arbitrator between the, the different companies on Orin. Okay. So did the little pamphlet that I'm guessing I got tell me who the prosecutor is? Because I really want to know. I want him to be Bearsworth so badly. Uh, I'm very sorry, but no. So in the Fuck. court cases, the uh, bear that was the brown bear that was assigned was Dupe Alpha. Stupid fucking name. Dupe Alpha. It's the burden he bears. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean. I know that. I already gave you pun damage. I'm not going to give you any more until another scene. Okay, you're being way too kind, but thank you. I mean, he crit on the last damage. Do you exactly. Really wanna... If I didn't give you 12 damage, I would have continue hitting you. Bring on the pain. All right. I, I just want not. I just want not to. Uh, just Take another five in court. <laughs> <laughs> so, from this point in time. That's basically how the case is laid out. That there was an argument over something. Uh, River killed Olin in a fit of rage and then stole his hand supposedly to steal it or supposedly to sell it. And the way the evidence has been presented is that they have blood spatter evidence at Olin's cabin. They had the weapon, which is a steel fire poker that was covered in the victim's blood and has Mr. River's uh, fingerprints on it. The vacation home has a uh, card key entrance. And so the card key that was used to enter the home was River's card. Because he's an authorized person to enter the home. And the Mr. Olin's right hand was found with uh, River after the the murder. So they found it in a case um, when they arrested River. Well, I think he's got a hand fetish. I mean, you have to hand it to him. This case is pretty open and shut. Shishi, take 11 damage. <laughs> damn it. I thought I was going to get away with it. Nope. <laughs> I have to say that that pun damage was pretty handy. <laughs> um, just a light from the ceiling just falls. I'm not Shishi. healing any of you. <laughs> Son of a... Yeah, maybe not should spend money on healing potions rather than grenades. I would advise it. But if you think about them, they're anti-grenades. <laughs> Nonetheless, so essentially, that was just a deposition part. So you have a couple options. You can go investigate the scene of the crime, which is Mr. Olin's cabin, or you can talk to Mr. Lucky or Mr. River, the person accused of the crime, or even talk to the judge, prosecuting attorney, free reign of what you guys want to do. Do we have to stay together? You do not, but if you're going to change scenes like Wait. full locations, I would prefer the entire Wait, who's doing like not that. because not is ace, so that's not going to work out for you. What? 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 Nobody's doing not. Phil said we're not splitting Phil up. Phil said do not, so uh, I got confused, okay? Uh, 
I'm, uh, Obi Wan, I'm going to change, write a new spell. Change it to like a 15 or something. Oh I'm going to write a new spell. It's going to call Yetus Deletus. It's going to be a first level spell. Yetus Deletus. Yes. And it's uh, it's basically wish, but you just wish away a character. <laughs> oh, oh, you do that, and I have a literal pile of full-on pun-based characters that I prefer not to inflict on you out of decency. Can he beat uh, Skittle, Violet Skittles Unicorn, though? Probably not, but... No. <laughs> Nevertheless. So we, j- we, can, we can tolerate this mm-hmm. punnery. We just have to change the damage dice from a 12 to, like, a 15. Oh, boy. Or a D100. There's a chance that he'll just explode into pudding. <laughs> anyway. The pun was so bad, it ripped the universe asunder. Yep. So, the court, uh, the depositions are all over. So, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I think we should go to the scene of the crime. I think we should talk to the defendant. I am not the best at talking. What if we talk to the defendant and the prosecutor, and then went to the scene of the crime? I'm good with both of those. Can we split up within this scene so yes. two people talk to the defendant? Yes. Cannot cannot so um, say fuck y'all and go to the arcade. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is an option. Yeah, I will say that is an option. You can do that. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Okay, <laughs> I will say like it is an option, but there will be serious consequences for doing it. Yeah, as a, I was about to say, could you hear it in the DM's tone? That yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> So do we want to split up to talk, or do we want to... Well, it's uh, whoever feels most comfortable talking to who. I feel that um, our mistress of the night might be able to speak more evenly with Mr. Lucky. Well, I can certainly give it a try. Every time I try to talk to people, I usually end up scaring them. I have no idea why. Well, you can take uh, Shishi with you. She's good with... uh. The calming of nerves, right? Eh, get on them, calm them. I do it both. Right. Sure. Why not? Okay, then let's stay together and. I'm gonna go talk to that bear. <laughs> you gonna talk? All right, all right. You know what? You do you, boo. <laughs> okay. Honey, boo boo. Yeah, me and uh, she she will go. I guess talk to Mr. Rivers. Yeah, you guys can talk to uh, River. So you guys can head down to the holding cells at Justice Justice Peace. So, because they basically have a jail built into their building. And then I'm assuming, so Jim is going to go talk to uh, Dubhe Alpha, prosecuting the attorney. Yes. What is not and Nagarash doing? Nagarash is going to follow the ladies because that sounds hilarious. All right then. So <laughs> Nagarash is going to follow the ladies and what is not going to do? Not's going to follow the crew because not is totally lost in this kind of situation. Well, you're following. Not also ha- has the uh, deflated remains of the teddy bear as for comfort. Are you yeah, snuggling right. the emptied out like teddy bear? Yep. Snuggling the emptied out teddy bear while going to talk to an actual bear yep. person. Still yep. missing its head. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right then. So, uh, who wants to go first? 
I guess I'll go first. All right. So I'm guessing he has his own little office or whatever. Uh, well, he doesn't have an office in the courtroom. He is mostly outside the courtroom in the lobby right now. So okay. working on his calm, like checking emails and whatnot. All right. So I think just go. Howdy. Uh, uh, Prosecutor Alpha. Oh, do I know you? Um, n- n- no, but, uh, just, uh, I- I'm, uh, I'm working with the, uh, the, the, the paper, and would just like to hear your thoughts on this, uh, pr- on this case of the murder of Mr. Olean. So, did you say you're working for the paper, as in, like, the newspaper? Yes, I did. Um, give me a bluff check. Oh boy. <laughs> well, Alpha looks at you and then like raises an eyebrow like what paper are you working for? Yeah, not right behind you just uh, s- squeezing the teddy bear close to him just like what's going on? Uh I'm working for the Fish Publican Observer. Oh no. Fish Publican <laughs> Observer. Mhm. All right, but I just spoke to your associate not too long ago. Hmm? What? Which associate? Uh, another reporter for the Fish Publican Observer. They uh stopped uh, that by. That motherfucker's trying to snipe my goddamn story again. Sure, but why don't you go talk to them if you really want the details of the case? I suppose. I think he's gonna duck around the corner. Okay. And use this disguise kit to change his appearance. Okay. I.e. put on a mustache. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> so, so you go walk around the corner, not starts the poly, but doesn't go around the corner with you, not just stands there and looks at you as you come back around. So, so you try to do the entire, like, mustache and goatee? You're like, yes, this is the perfect disguise. No one will know anything. And you walk on the corner, and he's just still staring at you. And he just kind of raises again. He raises his eyebrows, like, "You, you're an Orzen. Remember, Orzen don't have hair." <laughs> and he just kind of gives you a quick like nod. He's like, "Well then, I'll be on my way." And then he just you know takes his leave. Politely. Not waves goodbye okay. vigorously. <laughs> well, that was a lot shorter than I was expecting. <laughs> nope, we're not done. We're not oh, done. No. Okay, I, have, okay. I have other plans. Oh, all right, all right. I'm all on board for this. <laughs> all right. Um, first thing is, I think, uh, I'm going to, is there a computer terminal I can get to? Yeah, I would say like there's probably like a security guard terminal you can probably get yourself into. Okay, I'm gonna hack into that dude's freaking database. Sure. Get whatever I can from his uh, internal files. Yeah. How's that? Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So. What did you get for the people at home? Oh, I got a 31. Yeah. I better have fucking gotten something. So. Hey. 
you get into his personal computer by tracking back through his comm. You're just able to figure out where his personal computer's uh, address is. <laughs> and you get in there, and it's kind of a mishmash. Like, it's not a mishmash. It's a very well organized uh, system of different legal cases. So some closed, some still open, some pending, like things like this. He's been working on quite a bit. And for the most part, when you look at them, like you start diving through them, they're organized to the point where like evidence is here, results are here, testing results, uh, documentation, witness testimonies, everything. But you get to the old lean case. And it is surprisingly bare. And I don't mean that by a <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping there'd be a picture of a naked bear. No. It's surprisingly empty. Uh, for someone who's basically trying a murder case, you would think that all this evidence would be there. He would have it all there and have it all secured down. But for the most part, only thing that's really there that is any that you can tell is talking about that prosthetic hand that they recovered from... Mr. Lucky or River. And that's it. Can I check to see if there's any encryption or anything? Yeah. Uh, with the with the 31 you got, you can see that there is nothing hidden that you can tell in this guy's files. So what he's been given or what he has on is all he has. Is there a back... Can I see if there's a backdoor program linking him to the rest of Croto uh, or Crotu? Um... Well, you do know he works for the company, works for the like I'm, I'm, yeah. I guess I'm looking for like a remote access point. Oh, you're looking for another access to point. a main, to like their main server to sure. see if they're yeah, like I would say hiding information elsewhere. Yeah, um, hmm. that's such a high score. Like, go ahead and roll me another computer's check. Yeah, and this one's going to have a fairly low DC. Yeah. So, yeah, digging around a, a little bit more uh, with a 26, you're able to tell, yes. like, yeah, you can get a little bit deeper into uh, Kratu Enterprises' uh, main servers. Okay, and I'm, not, and I'm not really finding anything in there. Uh, so for this one, because it's a much bigger system that you're having to hunt through and search through, again, when you search up Olin's murder case, they talk a lot about his missing right hand and that they recovered it. There's a lot of work currently being done on that hand. See, it doesn't make 100% sense why this hand is such a big focus to them. You would think, let's fingerprint it. We know it's his, so there's a piece of evidence. But there's a large amount of focus being paid by the Kratu Enterprise on it. So, and it's documentation like, hey, we scanned it, we did x-ray, and all this stuff came out negative. So we can't figure out something. They're looking for something about this hand. And that's the most you can glean before a firewall pops up and uh, kicks you out. Okay. And I think I have, I think I did the thing where they can't trace me. Uh, you passed it high enough that they won't trace you. So yeah, Nott's okay. going to pull on your sleeve, Jim. Well, what is it? Telepathic message. Hey, uh, so this is kind of a little focus on the hand. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I kind of make it up as I go, but uh, I have a feeling... Uh, do you think we could go check it out ourselves, you know, do the kind of engineering stuff we do best and uh, make sure that it is actually the hand they got and they're not tampering with it or anything? Yeah, we can take a look at that. Uh, I do want to find my fellow fish publican and ask them a couple questions as well. Thumbs up. Okay, uh, with that, we're going to switch over to Shishi, Sylvia, and Nagarash. 
who are heading down to oh, the wait. brig. Brig? Yeah, where you locked, where Mr. River is locked up. Okay. Darling, do you want to play good cop, bad cop? I've always wanted to do that. Uh, Shinova's going to look at Nagarash and then look at Sylvia and then look at Nagarash, like doing the back and forth, like, are you talking to him or me? Well, I'm looking at you, so... Eh, people look through me half the time. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Great. So, you guys head down to the... Uh, what's it? The conference room, or where you can meet a prisoner. And you sit down, and you wait a little bit before a Orza is escorted into the room. Uh, there is a plexiglass or special glass uh, separating all of you. And it is Mr. River Desiwell. Um What you can tell is that he is a extremely buff Orza. Like, this guy is jacked. I know that Gimme One and Shawnee have played Breath of the Wild. Fry and uh, Phoenix, have you played Breath of the Wild? The oldest console I have is PlayStation 2. Uh, dang. If you know of uh, Prince Sidon, the Zora. Sure. Oh, okay. Anyway. I know. I know the prince at least. I'll drop a picture of what this guy. De I imagine this guy to look like. Definitely meme worthy. Like a fish. But fuck. Yeah. Fuck a bull. You mean not fucky? Yes, fucky. Fucky is a bit different. But fucky. Nope, he is fucky. But fucky. So. Uh, uh, uh. Does not take much to de de derail this group. I'm avoiding all the horrible things in <laughs> Google when you look up this guy. Yes. Oh. Yep. I am mildly surprised you're not just throwing right at us, especially since the uh, hell we put you through. I just, I just don't want to. Anyway, he's a really, really handsome dude, and very fucky. <laughs> yeah. He is also a Fuck freshwater you. Orza, hence the name. Ooh. Yeah, he has a little bit on the nose, his parents' naming. So, and uh, yeah, he's escorted in. Uh, cuffs are unlocked, and he's allowed to sit down across the uh, pegs glass from you guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, hello. Are you my uh, defense? I think Sylvia's just like eyebrows raised giving him like the ooh damn you fine boy look <laughs> uh Shinova's gonna slam her hands on the table is there a table it, there it's a table? table between you guys then it has a shield between you and she's gonna slam her hands down and say tell me why you did it why did you murder them I think he's gonna look at you slightly confused like wait I thought you were the defense answer the question <laughs> and he's gonna look to sylvia and nagarash very confused like nagarash opens up a bag of popcorn <laughs> <laughs> and the real reason why he followed it comes out <laughs> um so you don't want to answer any of our questions, huh? Oh, darling, would you please do everyone a favor and shut up? Time out! <laughs> I object to that. Thank you very much. 
I'm so sorry about that, Mr. River. So you're sticking to the story of you didn't murder them, eh? Oh, Jesus. Uh, yes, I didn't murder Mr. Olin. Oh, so you did know yes. the victim. I did. He was a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so why were you visiting him that night, hmm? He had something to discuss with me. He wasn't quite specific when we first talked on the uh, comms, and so that's why he asked me to come to the cabin. Mm-hmm. What were you talking about? Well, most of it is I had a job I did for him, but because of troubles with his with the star sugar problem, he wanted to negotiate my pay. I was nice and said, you can pay me later, because most of the time, the company doesn't like us moonlighting, so we had to figure a way that the company wouldn't find that I was doing work underneath the table, and they didn't get a cut. Mm -hmm. So you were secretly lovers. <laughs> I, I think at that, he was like a little bit like shocked, like, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to reach over and slap her across the head. <laughs> Ow! It, it, yeah, he's just like, no, that, that's not how we were. I'm so sorry uh, about Telepathically, my only to Sylvia, Shinova's going to go, why did you do that? I had him on the ropes. <laughs> Sylvia's just going to flip her off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Mr. River. I thought I was supposed to be the bad cop. <laughs> Wait, did you say that to everyone or did you say that just to Sylvia? <laughs> just to okay. Sylvia. Just to Sylvia. <laughs> Fuck, give me a second, I'm dying. <laughs> to be fair, she is the bad cop. Yeah. I was about to say, like, yeah, you can be the bad cop, but not literally the bad cop as in skill level bad. <laughs> Shinova, Shinova mentioned at the beginning she is a terrible detective. Which is funny considering how charismatic she is. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, she's super charismatic, so people will tell her stuff, but she does not know the right questions to ask. <laughs> Congrats to killed Shandy. Shawnee. Shawnee. Shandy? Shandy. Give me, sing Shandy. us a Shandy. Look, I I know. I'd like a glass of that Shandy, please. Look, I know way too many people, okay? It's oh not fair. Shandy, 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 Chan, ho, ho. Oh my gosh, you're popular. Can, can you give us some brandy with that Shandy? Look, Shandy hey, is a physical therapist. <laughs> is Sylvia still dying from laughing at Shinova? <laughs> Apparently. Breathe. Breathe. Hee hee hoo. Hee hee hoo. Oh, ho, 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 ho. oh, that's right. We need some candy to go with that brandy. Ooh, brandy does sound good. The fact that we're recording this into December and he's just like, ho, ho, ho. ho Wait, ho, we're recording? Ho, ho. Ho, hee hee, ha, ha. Okay, so after sh after Sylvia flips Shinova off, um, <laughs> she's going to turn to Mr. Rivers and be like, I am so sorry about my colleague. She is obviously having a really bad day. Mr. Rivers, could you tell me about what time you showed up at Mr. Olin's house? Well, if I remember correctly, I left the office around 7 p.m. 
and it's roughly an hour, hour and a half. Wait, or was it six? No, it was six o'clock. I'm sorry. It was six o'clock, and it takes about an hour, hour and a half to get to Olin's cabin. So which one was it? An hour or an hour and a half? Uh, it depends on traffic. Well, was there traffic that day? Yes, exactly. Uh, quite possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Did you use your comm to navigate your way there? No, I've been to the cabin multiple times, so I just know it by heart how to get there from the office. So you went off the grid? Mm-hmm. I took the regular routes to... I took the regular roads to get to the cabin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is furiously writing in her notebook, too. I guess, I guess Sylvia is, too, because that's technically what I'm doing. It's taking notes. Um, okay, so after you showed up to his cabin... You had a discussion about your pay because you were getting paid under the table. Yes. And he wanted to pay you later or a less amount or something. Right. So he wanted to pay me and I came in. We had a quick discussion and then he handed me a briefcase, which I thought was my payment. He said, take this. This will be your payment and keep it safe. So, I took it, and I, I sat, uh, had a glass of wine before taking off around 8.15, 8 o'clock. So I was only there for roughly a hour, hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just said you were there for an hour and 15 minutes? Approximately. Was there a fire going at this time? Yes, he actually asked me to help him make it. Uh, he was busy in the kitchen at the time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Telepathically to Sylvia, uh, Shinova goes, Yeah, this still sounds like they were lovers having a romantic weekend in the cabin, but I won't push that issue any further. Anyways, back to uh, our person here. Mr. D. Mr. D. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. That is for sure. So you left at 8.15. Mm-hmm. And when he handed you this briefcase, which hand did he hand it to you in? His right hand. Though it... Hmm, how should I put it? It, he, it wasn't working super well, he said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he did have both hands. That I know of, but... Uh, Olene often wore gloves. But, but what I'm saying is... Ugh, he's not getting the point. There were two hands, two gloves, on this person. Yes. yes. When you guys were having this <laughs> special evening discussing payment for under-the-table activities. Right. Well, he's guilty. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Not you, but maybe you. I don't know. I think he he looks kind of distraught the fact that you just said that. <laughs> now my colleague here, she doesn't she believes that you're guilty. Personally, I'm on your side, darling. Can you tell me was there anything different about the wine that you guys shared before you left? Mm. No, not that I know. He cracked open a bottle and then we shared a glass and that was it. That was it. 
Uh, she's air quote or putting her hands, whatever, um, as air quotes when she says the word "it." Yes, it. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. I came in. He opened a bottle of wine right in front of me. We talked about payment, and then he gave me the case. It said. But what? Yes. What did he make you to eat? I didn't eat anything. But he was busy in the kitchen when you were building that fire. What right. was he doing? I, I left because it looked like he had another guest. Oh, so there was another person there. I can only These assume. These are facts you are leaving out, good sir. I can only assume because I'm not the one he was making dinner for. Oh, he was making dinner. The plot thickens. We're actually fucking getting somewhere as a party and I'm fucking shocked. <laughs> what? <laughs> doing shit like getting good answers and i'm shocked <laughs> right we're asking <sighs> close enough to the right questions i never said my character was worthless <laughs> no the dice did that for you um i yeah. still found a lot of information thank you very much oh you totally did but yeah. talking to oh, people it was hilarious it's out it was the funniest thing i've had all day i, I have a quick question for you did you look in the briefcase um, before you retired for the evening. I did, and I was quite shocked what I found. So you didn't uh, contact him back? You didn't say, hey, let me give you a hand with that? Pun intended? And he just blinks at you, like, no, because by the time I got home, it was I left at 8.15, so probably 9, 9.30, I got back to my apartment, and I opened the case, I saw it was a hand. I didn't believe it, so I grabbed it. And yep, it was a hand, a prosthetic hand. And when I tried to contact Olin again, he didn't pick up. Hmm, uh-huh. Okay, so he so you killed him then left and then took his hand. Okay, got it. Thanks. Um I hit her over the head again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry about that, darling. Um, as you were leaving his house. Any cars pull up? Anybody approach the house as you were leaving? Uh, when I left, no. That's nothing I saw that was near the cabin at all. Because Olin has a fairly large plot of land, and quite a few people use that space to like park, motorcycles, like hikers like to go around the foresty area around it. And so sometimes you'll see cycles, junk cycles, but surprisingly, there was not anybody there. So wait, then how did Olin get to the cabin, huh? Oh, he parks his car in the back. So he has a private garage. Oh my. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so he likes to put his car in the rear. <laughs> and you said there was another house guest? But you don't know who that guest was. No, I left before anybody arrived, and I didn't see another vehicle. But he was making dinner for another person, so you said there had to be somebody there. Well, they may not have arrived. I didn't see anybody or hear anybody, (sighs) but he was busy preparing something. Why did you have card access to his house? I'm good friends with Mr. Olin, and sometimes I stop in. Good friends. Mm -hmm. And also, though he has a groundskeeper who watches the cabin, every so often he asks me to come in to check on the cabin. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Do you sure. know what the name of this groundskeeper is? Oh, yes. 
that would be Uvix, I think his name was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what did this Uvix look like? Thank you. It took the words right out of my mouth. I got if you, but don't worry. If I remember correctly, <laughs> I've actually never... Hmm. And he, he pauses for a moment to think and, like, scratches his chin. It's like, uh, I want to say he's an Orzen, of course, but... Desert? I think he's a desert Orzen. So you've never seen the man, have you? I've seen him once or twice. Mm -hmm. Does he also park in the rear? <laughs> no, he parks in the front of the cabin when he works on the grounds. Oh, he has okay. a pretty distinct yeah, uh, cruiser with a lot of tools for maintaining the forest or the lawn, the trees, and he does a lot of landscaping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, those are all the questions <laughs> I need to ask. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you tracks of land. Uh, what? He's just got a lot of tools while he landscapes. I may have written it this way to have fun. You never know. Wow. Sorry, I just I, I love wow. reactions so much. <sighs> okay. So, right. if you guys are done questioning River, we'll cut back to uh, Jim. Okay, let me get my composure back. No composures. Uh, Alright, um, so, and can I find this um, reporter who sniped my article? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find him. Okay, what do I, what do I need to do? So you find a reporter. It is a android. Oh, God damn. What? What? Uh, he's wearing a... Working for the Fish Publicans? Well, uh, he is a rather good uh, reporter. I'm, I'm instantly oh, suspicious. So. Yeah. So he's a, he has the, the badge of the Fish Publican Observer, like, around his neck. So, like, yeah, he, looks, he has the official thing. He's got a camera, got a, uh, a tablet where he's scratching down notes and everything. Sounds pretty uh, sensitive for them. He's uh, wearing like a suit that's maybe one size too big for him. And he might have been wearing, he's probably been wearing it for the past week. Very suspicious. Anyways, mm -hmm. I'm going to go up and go. Uh, does he have a name badge? Yes. It says Tommy Tonsils. Uh, okay. Well, howdy there, brother Tommy Tonsils. How you doing on this fine day? Not wave slow from behind you. Uh, he turns around, greets you. Oh, hello there. I'm I'm well, sure you, you know the customary handshake of the Brotherhood, correct? <laughs> he looks at you a little bit like the Brotherhood. Well, of course, the, the fish, the fish publicans. We all ha we always have our own special handshake. And then he he looks like at you. He's like. Oh, well, the fish publicans don't uh, teach me any uh, those handshakes. Yeah, I, I don't really get into the secret clubs at all. They just hire me to do any reporting. Uh-huh. The... Can I do a sense motive? Oh, sure. God, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's being honest. He's just a reporter. He don't know shit about the fish, fish publicans, but he definitely just 
Uh, <laughs> writes on it. For the people at home. Oh my god. What did oh, you guys god. roll? Terrible. Seven and ten. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, why don't you give me a culture check too? Okay. Nineteen. Oh shit. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Okay. Um Jim, on your time here. And reading the Fish Publican Reserver, you definitely have read articles written by Tommy Tonsil. T. Tonsils? Like, he is actually a full-fledged reporter for the Fish Publican Observer. And not, you know of him, not because of his Fish Publican Observer articles, uh, or his opinion articles, he does reviews on games, too. Ooh. So, when he's not doing the actual, actual journalism... He is given a little slot in the paper to write about his opinion on games. It's usually a tiny column, maybe only 200 words. But that's where you know him from. Damn, he sounds really cool. Why is he so cool? Not as mildly starstruck. So, uh, what can I do for you? Right. Uh, well, I'll, you uh, talked with... Uh, a uh, Mr. Alpha, correct? About uh, the case? Yep. I was wondering if you could share some of the details with us. Just out of curiosity. Off the, uh... Uh... Off record. So to speak. Not nods in agreement in the background. He kind of, like, stares at you a little bit. Like, squints his eyes. Like, well... I don't think I can really do that. Be considering that uh, I'm working on this case for the uh, Fish Publican Observer, so. Uh, oh, but I'm is... part of the Fish Publican Observer and the Fish Publican Party. Oh. Not gives a thumbs up from behind. Oh, that's interesting. Um, what uh, what are you writing then? Um, and it's just more for record keeping, helping out in that department. All right. So why don't you give me like a little bit of a diplomacy check? To see if you can nudge him to like giving up a little information. Hey, nineteen. Oh, yeah, nineteen. So he kind of nods like, "Oh, okay. If it's just for record keeping, so uh, yeah, I talked to the um, Alpha there. So it seems like a pretty close and shut and close case. Uh, Mister Diswell, we he was the last person that was could be confirmed at the cabin, and the prosthetic arm that only belongs to Olin was found on his person, so easy case. But, uh, so, um, was Miss, I guess I don't know because I, I haven't seen much of the evidence, but was Mr. Olin found with missing an arm? He was. Right arm was missing. Mm, all right, so he was missing an arm. Okay, and, uh, about what time have, was, uh, Mr. Lucky, or uh, I should say Mr. Uh, Dallas Well, uh, what was the reported time that he was seen uh, arriving at the cabin? Well, from the deposition, they said he arrived around 7 o'clock. Uh, right. That's when the key card shows. Okay. And... Can I do a culture check to see if I might know if there's anything special about his stupid arm? Uh, yes, you can try. I don't think that's good enough. Twelve. No, you don't really know anything anything special about that arm. Uh, f- 
for all you know, like a lot of people have fake arms, so you don't know why that arm in particular, other than it was very well crafted. That's the only thing that sticks out to you. Hmm. Um. Do we do we know who the does the does the case uh, reflect? Who might have crack, crafted the um, the critical arm of evidence? Well, from what we can tell, or what the uh, maker marks say, it actually just is a uh, independent craftsman, which is quite strange. He works for the uh, uh, Kratu uh, Enterprise, and they have a bionics and cybernetics division. So, for him to go out and find someone to produce it for him, it's quite strange, actually. Now that I come to think of it. But Olin was a little bit of a weird character in general, so. Hmm. Does it show the mark? Does it sh- does the uh, case files show who the maker might have been, or at least the initials? No, the the marker, the maker mark is just simply a star. So we're not quite sure. It's just that's the only thing we can find that could be identifier. Though hmm. we've have seen other prosthetics with the same maker's mark, and. No one's really been able to tie who the uh, creator of all these prosthetics are. Hmm. All right. Uh, not my uh, my friend here. Not he's uh he's assisting me. So this is kind of his uh his uh, journeyman journeyman part of uh learning the the ways of record keeping. Why don't you uh ask him ask good man a couple questions? Telepathic message to Jim. Okay, yeah, sure, I can do that. Just, what do you want me to ask? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Uh, should I ask what I am? Should I ask who? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Telepathic uh, back. What do I do? Whatever the hell you can. Thumbs up. All right, telepathic message to um, the reporter. Uh, go, go along with a, wa- a wave and an attempt at a smile. Ah, yes, uh, I'm not, uh, not, uh, taps test. Not human. Yes, sorry. It's a little awkward. I know people don't like to hear me talk out loud. People get a little weird when I talk about that. Yeah, I know. Forgive me. I'm a little new to it still, but anyways. So, why are you working for the Fish Republicans? It seems a little weird having an android work for such an um, orison-centric uh, organization. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Great work, especially if you're video game cause. Ooh, give me some insights when I'm done. Please, 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 please. Sorry. Anyways, off topic. So, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, we're probably Fish Republicans in the first place. Yeah, so he replies back telepath- uh, telepathically. Well, the thing I have to do for reporting is to find any job that I am able to accomplish. The Fish Republicans had a opening for me. So, I took it, and I've been trying to well, climb my way up even though I'm an outsider of the Fish Republican Party. And usually, I draw their ire. However... Lately, they've been giving me more room to work with. Ooh, I like that, I like that. Ooh, you kind of like the salmon, you know, climbing up the, the uh, waterfall to spawn and all that. Yeah, master the elements. Anyways, ooh, so... What have I had you doing lately? I mean, kind of seems a little weird and coincidental to have you kind of shift from having the iron to all, all of this and then... Ooh, I probably ordered that wrong, but... Do you know where the comes from? Um, well, really, I work on multiple types of these reporting cases usually they want to look at cases in which or hmm, how should i put this their spin is to try to play, make the orza mr river the one that is accused into more of an innocent light so 
My job is to try to write that and help the defense. So, yeah, it kind of seems like you're kind of going a little early then. It, I mean, say it's open and shut case, but that just seems a lot that the focus is so hard on the hand and not the method of the murder or the time of the location and all that kind of sort of bits. It's all about the hand from what we can gather. And it's just, ooh, can't quite get a grasp on this. Eh, see what I did there. Anyways, so, yeah, I don't know. I have a weird feeling about this. I, think I mean, kind of like someone's more involved and then, oh. After you drop the thing like, oh, it's all about the hand and all the evidence is about the hand, to him, he just kind of like furrows his brow at you, like the best Andrew can do, and then looks at you, like, and looks back at Jim, and then telepathically talks back, What do you know about the hand? Uh, I thought they chose him back there. Uh, we, we talked to the uh, Alpha Berry, kind of give us the uh, lowdown, and uh. Jim has the better. He's taking notes. I'm a little out of my elements. Uh, yeah, give me a bluff check. Not's gonna give his pair a big squeeze. Yeah, no, give me a bluff check. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> What'd you get? That's a four. Yeah, because he talked to Alpha, and Alpha didn't mention anything about the hand or how the hand had so much like work done to it. And then you spilt like, oh yeah, they had done a lot of work to it somehow. And he's very much like, yeah. wait a minute how do you know all of this and you guys have been playing dumb especially jim <laughs> yes you put the all one right, with thanks. minus two charisma in charge of talking i was telling you to distract him um i was doing it or i mean i was doing a total just chain of consciousness apparently at that uh tommy looks at jim, looks at you jim and uh he kind of like leans in a little bit to get, to your, get your ear. He's like, do you have a moment? Uh, someplace where we can have a bit more of a secure conversation. Sure. So, uh, not, why don't you, uh, why don't you sit outside and play on your, on your calm? Not runs up, gives you a quick hug. Uh, telepathic message. Hey, I think I did good. So, anyways, it seems like he's gonna open up a little more, tell some more information, and it's not gonna be so stingy about uh, keeping his uh, story and all that. So, good luck. Uh-huh. You got this. Right. He gives you a thumbs up as he skips backwards to the lobby. Okay. So, you guys duck into one of the legal briefing rooms where, like, lawyers and uh, uh, plaintiffs can uh, discuss in private. Okay. And um, Tommy closes the door behind him. I want to do a quick um, scan of electronical devices. Sure. Is that a, a feature you guys you have as a, a mechanic? No, I it, I don't know if that's an actual thing I can. Uh, that might I actually say, be a skill feature, so I probably can't do that because I don't have. I would it. say like you don't have wireless hack, so I'm assuming you can't scan for something around you yet. No, I can't. So, just a perception check? Yeah, go ahead with perception check. Oh, hey. Okay. Yeah, so this room, or these rooms, are specially designed not to have recording devices, nor magical devices in them. Okay. So, the biggest thing is, if you have a recording device, something that record audio, or video, or anything like that, when you enter the room, they automatically get shut off. Because how the room's designed. If you try to cast magic or anything else like that in here that would record it, the magic's automatically canceled. 
I'm assuming pen and paper don't, are excluded. Pen and paper are excluded. So anything analog will yes. still work. So pen and paper, that stuff will work. But cameras, audio recorders, they do not work. Okay, cool. That was my concern. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what is it you wish to uh, discuss, Mr. Tonsils? So, uh, the weird stream of consciousness your mushroom friend there had was uh, enlightening. Right. So tell me, what's all this buzz about the prosthetic hand they found or arm they found? That's a good damn question. I wish I knew. Oh, because your, your buddy there said there's multiple tests performed on the hand, and he got that information from Alpha. But when I talked to him, well, he didn't say anything about that. He just said it was a shut, uh, easy shut and closed case. Well, it depends. How hard are you digging? How hard are you digging for information? I think he puts down like his tablet and everything and his pen. Hi, sir. I'm looking for the truth, and that's all I care about. Well, if, you know, if you're looking for truth, then you're looking for information, right? Of course. So, how hard are you looking for the information? Harder than you might expect. But I've got. Before I answer, I have just one, one last question, and then I will give you what I know. Kind of a prid, uh, quid pro quo, if you would. All right. What do you have? Is Crow Two paying your paying your bill at all? I think like he smiles at that. It's like. I'm a journalist. Do you really think I get paid at all? You get some money. I just want to know. Are they? It comes from the Fish Publican Observer, which is owned by the Fish Publican Party. So whatever they, whatever crumbs they give me, that's what I can live off of. So you aren't just, you aren't taking nothing from Crow Two. Nope. Nothing from the Bears. Nothing from the Bears. Okay, I'm gonna do a sense motive. Just yeah. for like absolute sureness. <laughs> oh like, fuck! I have a four wow. because he's an android and he's telling you dead face like, no, I am not taking money from the Kratu Enterprise. Oh, this can end he's, so bad. He's one hundred percent, one hundred percent straight faced. I know. I just realized like all the good investigations stuff are wisdom, and I am terrible at that. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Oh, fantastic. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this might so go you got the really charisma, good. I got the wisdom. We make a great duo. Yeah. <sighs> um, All I right. enjoy it because the people who have the highest wisdom, uh, one of them is not helping you, and the other one is an NPC currently. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. All right, from what I can tell from digging through some records as my profession has allowed me to do. It seems that uh, Crotu is very interested in this prosthetic arm. They'll look for something in it. They have done countless tests to figure something out, but what that thing is, I do not know. I reckon if I could gain access to such evidence without uh, causing a big fuss, I might be able to get a crack at it myself. Hmm. 
You know, it might just be because of that, uh, it's made by that one maker that no one can figure out who made it. You know, the one with the star symbol that's cracked down the middle. True, but if it's just an ordinary prosthetic, it shouldn't matter who the maker is, correct? Go ahead and give me a culture check when he mentions the star, the maker mark, that's a star that's cracked down the middle. And 13. Right. 13, you know enough, like, I can't give you too much detail on that, but you know enough where, like, that's something that's been in the news a lot of the time you've been here on Orin. Like, you've heard it pop up every couple months that that symbol attached to a prosthetic has been in the news. Oh. Well, seeing as uh, I don't have much information on this maker, I'm assuming you don't either. Or you won't, we wouldn't be having this here conversation. Yep. Apparently, they're just a ghost. Some people think there is, they're a hermit that lives out in the desert that gives out these prosthetics to certain people where you go out and buy them. Some theories are it's actually an entire team of different engineers making them. That's why they're so unique and hard to crack. But hmm. the little bits we do know are, one, they they usually have some sort of puzzle element inside of them that hides something. But we can't figure out how to crack it unless you know where to look. Ah, see. So, Crow 2 is interested in what might be hidden inside that thing. Might be had inside of it. It might be how it eludes detection so easily. It's a perfect way of hiding and smuggling. That's what we figured out so far is that the times we have opened one up, and usually it's because we've caught somebody and forced them, or I shouldn't say we, the different companies have caught people and forced it open. It's amazing what you can smuggle in them, and no one's any the wiser. Hmm. This makes me want to investigate this thing. Is there a way for me to get my hands on it, so to speak? Well, if it's uh, checked into the court, the Justice Justice Peace should have it somewhere in their vault for evidence. And then it gets shipped off eventually back to the victim family or whatever. But that piece should be uh, somewhere in this building. Well, I'm assuming that wouldn't be open to general public. No, it really wouldn't. You have to be part of one of the uh, prosec- You have to be part of one of the uh, legal teams to even get a chance to get it. But even then, it's not guaranteed. Hmm. Well, it seems like we have an idea of what to go, what to look into, but not a way of how to look into it. Well, that's a real uh, problem there. But I'm sure someone's going to try to grab it. It's uh, valuable, nonetheless. Hmm. All right, I'll see if uh, I'll see if uh, some of my friends can help me out, and if I find out anything fun or pertaining to the truth, I'll let you know. Hmm. I appreciate it. And if I come across anything, uh, who should I uh, contact if you're so interested in this uh, prosthetic? Uh, tell the little mushroom man; he'll convey it to me. All right. I can do that. Well, thank you for your time. I'm gonna go take care of the business, so to speak. Well, um, happy trails, I guess. Indeed. Um, and then, with that, you guys leave. Uh, all your equipment turns back on after you leave the uh, room. Okay. 
can I just like send a text to George to ask for like access to the uh, evidence locker? Yeah, you send a text to him and like he replies a few minutes back and says, uh, "I'll file the paperwork." Uh, how fast can you file that paperwork before we have to do this case? Uh, George, you you see like the little typing thing on your t- column and it just says, "It's bureaucracy. I can't move any faster." <laughs> Is there a way that we could expedite? Yeah, you get text back saying like, "I'll work on, I'll get it as fast as I possibly can." We All right. may have to enlist Sylvia. He also texts again, like, "What were you looking for?" Um, we have, I have a suspicion on the prosthetic. Okay, yeah. Um. And I know that's a key piece of evidence, which might make our problems a little bit more hard. So if it's, if we can't get it before the court days, we might have to just ask for permission to run our own uh, gamut of testing. Yeah. So he texts back, he's like, I'll get it as fast as I can. Uh, Since you singled it out, he's, it's easier for him to get a single item than unlock the entire evidence vault. Okay. Then if once that i guess i'm just gonna wait for the other trio okay yeah i would say uh y'all reconvene at the uh in the lobby not sitting there playing on tablet yep and uh you guys wait and then george joins you uh a little bit later okay so um i filed the paperwork for the prosthetic and the evidence locker so we just really gotta wait until they give the clearance to take it. <sighs> I'm hoping it's not gonna take till the day before said trial. So that would cause mm. us a great deal of problems. Yeah, it would, but hopefully we can get it done and you can see what you're looking for. In the meantime, I suggest we start moving towards the actual site of the crime. The scene of the crime. Right. And I'm assuming, uh, I'm assuming that we ju- that both teams just swapped information. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Perfect. It was hilarious. Sylvia's currently pinching her nose in between her thumb and forefinger. <laughs> Not just vomits, constant stream of words of everything that happened from the point we separated to uh, very in-depth detail of the game that you guys interrupted. Shinova's going to take off his telepathy thing. One thing that I think we can point out is the time discrepancy. Because he's saying that he left work at 6 and it would take him, he said, depending on traffic, till 7.30. Well, he said an hour to an hour and a half, depending on traffic. So he could have got there at 7. It's a small, but it's a small window. That's, that one's kind of bothering me. I mean, if he was speeding to see somebody that he allegedly had a certain affair with yeah i could see him getting there by seven so let's let's recount what we got so from the testimony you got from river you know that he did go to the cabin and he did have a key to the cabin mm-hmm. he met olene and helped olene start a fire in his fire pit and olene had two arms olene had two arms at the time because he's working on dinner uh he enjoyed a glass of wine before being given the case as a payment, assuming that it was credits or uh, UPB, the Universal Polymer Base. 
mm-hmm. um, before leaving at 8.15, which he can, that's what he recounts. And getting home at 9.30. Yeah, he got home at approximately 9.30. So the person also died between 8.15 and 9.30, according to that story then. Yes, he would have, uh, by River's account, he, he was alive when he left. Mm-hmm. And dead by the time he got home because he couldn't get a hold of him. Yes. So by 9.30, he couldn't get a hold of Chloe. Okay. We know that there's potentially a third person besides yes. the groundskeeper. Besides the groundskeeper. And the arm is suspicious. The arm's suspicious. Usually there's a bunch of people around his property. I'm guessing like a BMX course close to his property. Uh, like a it, hiking trails? Yeah, there's a hiking trail. So essentially he lives next to a... Uh, national park national park the equivalent of it and he's nice enough because he doesn't live at that cabin he has a larger gravel lot in front of his uh cabin so he lets people park there so a lot of times when you go there there are cars or intercycles just parked there because people are off hiking about but from river's standpoint when he left the uh, cabin there were no visible cars or vehicles just his but there is parking in the rear. There is. There is a single car garage in the rear. And that's where Olin oh usually parks his vehicle. Okay. Well, I guess to the cabin? Yep. The one thing that gets me is that... And this could be our car conversation, too, if you want. But the one thing that gets me is that... What if the time on the house was different than the time on his comm? I.e., he thinks he left the house at 6, or the office at 6, but really left at, like, 5.45, according to house time. So, I will say this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Orin doesn't have daylight savings, and all clocks in the vicinity of fail are set to the Absalon standard time. Well, yeah, but, uh, like, I set my oven time to certain times, and it still gets I'm assuming up. this is the age <laughs> of very advanced self-dicta- self-dictating digital clocks. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so there's one main tower in fail that's basically pointed or, like, set to absolute time, which is always getting the correct timing. And okay. every clock that's every nice clock, essentially, is set to that tower. So gotcha. it's auto-updating all the time. But there is a, like like Jim was saying, a, a small time discrepancy, only because he can't remember if he got there at 7 or 7.30, which makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. What was the time mm-hmm. of death? Does anybody know? There is. They don't know. They, they didn't give us an official time of death in the records, as far as I can tell. Well, no one actually went and looked at their records. <laughs> I will flip open my folder and look at the records. <laughs> yeah, because inside the folder, there is an autopsy or coroner's report. There was that a is. fight at 8.30, so I'm putting the time of death at 8.45. You can't just so, decide the time of death. <laughs> so what the coroner report says is that uh, Olene died of blunt force trauma to the back of the head. So the... Trauma's back had multiple strikes and the markings are vertical, uh, indicating the weapon was swung and up like up and down motion, like an axe rather than a baseball bat. And 
uh, the right hand was missing upon discovery of the body. Okay. So the body was found in the morning, approximately 8 a.m. And they state that the body, most likely time of death occurred about 12, 10 to 12 hours before discovery. So the time of discovery was 9 o'clock? Time of discovery was 8. So 8. So. Yes, and they said the body, the, he was killed between 8 and 10 o'clock the night before. Okay. By decomposition, rigor mortis, and everything, they were able to figure that out. And give you guys about a two-hour window. But, but, there's a fight at 8.30. We gotta look into that. A supposed fight. Yes. A supposed fight. That's why I put the time of death at 8.45. Because your guy said that he didn't fight with them. No, he drank wine and he left. And if we don't see wine there, well, that's going to be sad. It's going to end my love story real quick. Because they said, he said that he left around 8 o'clock, 8.15. No, he left at 8.15 because he got home at 9.30. Whatever. (gasps) You're the one. Okay, excuse you. You're going to get on me. Saying like a little time discrepancy, seven to seven thirty makes a big difference. But I tell you, he left at eight fifteen and got home at nine thirty. And you say whatever? I did not say anything of the Rude. sort. Oh, are you are you talking to me, darling? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm only telling you he left at eight o'clock to around eight fifteen because, as we all know, eyewitness reports are not very reliable. Hmm. He said he left at 8.15, but okay. Uh, whatever. Let's her go off. in the <laughs> This comedy of arrows is just getting started. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, you guys arrive at the uh, cabin. So it's a very classical, like, nice stonework cabin. Wood floors, wood thatched house, or wood ha- uh, wooden roof. Um, it's very nicely uh, built. So something of... Something for someone who owns a company, essentially. It's small, but still very nice looking. It's surrounded by a forest in the back and these green uh, circles there, those are just the tops of trees. Okay. I'm guessing this red rectangle looking thing is the front door. Uh, the red rectangles are is a door and the blue ones are windows. Okay. Um... Immediately, there are two things I kind of want to take a look for from the front side. Sure. Oh. Uh, why don't you toss down people? Everyone toss down your tokens so okay. I know how to reveal That's a token the gesture. Oh, my God. It's a new scene. You can give them one damage. Oh, I new can. scene. I get to recover stamina points, which I was dangerously low on. Wait, do we get to recover stamina points? Short rest. A new scene? Oh, short rest? Ooh. Not scene change? No, it's a short Shit. rest. I'm assuming we were in the car for a while. You know, a short rest is ten minutes, right? Yeah. So while you're driving the car, that counts yeah, as okay. short rest. Okay. Yeah, so give me that D fifteen of damage. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Seven. Um. Seven points upon damage <laughs> okay. for this scene. Okay, uh, Jim. What would you want to inspire? All right. I want to look at the front and see if I can find. Uh, that um, star symbol. Um, just around the at the door. Yeah, kind of like places where I'd expect a uh, carpenter or a craftsman to leave their trademark. 
Uh, from what you can tell, give me a perception check. Twenty-one. Uh, yeah. Nice. So, I'm. Do you just walk the perimeter or this front of the uh, um, cabin? Mm-hmm. So you walk the porch and then the front of it all, and for the most part, you don't actually see that broken star symbol carved in any any of the stone. Okay. Then, can I hack into the uh, card swiper? Yes, please. 19. Yeah, it's not a hard thing to hack into. Um, so you just pop the card swiper off, plug in, and get into it. Yeah, I just want to check uh, when it's, uh, it's kind of its backlog of recorded card, of card swipes, at least in the last week. Yeah, so you actually see um, Mr. Uvix, the groundskeeper, mm-hmm. swipe in. A couple, like, usually in the morning, you see him swipe in. Uh, this is probably you think he comes in, probably turns on the water or fl- like flushes a toilet just to do nice, uh, easy uh, groundskeep. Mm-hmm. Get in, get some tools that might be inside. So he's pretty common early mornings. Uh, you do see Olin stop by a few times during the week, uh, later in the evening. And then he definitely did swipe in to the cabin the night of the murder, pro- or the day of the murder, probably around 2 p.m. Okay. Uh, there are no other, or you, you actually see only swipe in and out multiple times during that day, as if he was going out, picking something up, coming back, going out, picking up. Um, and then you see uh, Mr. Luckier, uh, Desuel's, uh card swipe in at 7.07. 7.07, Mr. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Is it showing any other um, card swipes? No, not that you know of, and it doesn't record uh, leaving. So, which I assume it only record. Yeah, it only records when you enter. So you didn't see any uh, entrance or any uh, other keys entering. Okay, so we at least have the window of when he actually arrived. Yes, and we know that the person that killed him didn't have access to this building. They had to knock on the door and be invited in. Or they would have had to show up with Olene. Vampire? But oh, does, vampire. It, does it show that Olene... Yes, this is a vampire. But did it show that Olene swiped in after Desi? No. So Desiwell is the last uh, person to swipe in on the keypad. Mm-hmm. So the person either had to be in the house with Desi or invited in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Are there any cameras around here? I mean, people park here. Wouldn't you want cameras around your house if people park here? There are surprisingly no cameras. Um, huh. This was his kind of uh, cabin out in the woods. Spot. Yeah, cabin out in the woods where he could get away from his work. So he kept the electronics to a minimum. Private rendezvous spot for him and uh, Mr. D. Got it. Yep. Um, <laughs> Okay, I think Shinova's just going to walk in. Hey, why don't we look for some, like, prints or anything like that? Well, that's what she's doing. She's going to go over to the fireplace and look for I meant outside the door. Oh, I can't see fingerprints with my own eyes. My eyes are fabulous. I'll take a shot at it. Does anybody have a good survival check? Pot raises their hand and comes toddling over. 18. Yeah. So 
when it comes to the door itself or the path you guys are walking on, um, this is to pretty close to a nature area. So all around the cabin, there's quite a few foot like footprints, but they all lead away from the, or like, they're not going towards the cabin. Okay. You definitely see an orison footprint, like something about roughly that size. Um, you see what you can only assume is Olin's uh, footprints in the dirt, and then probably Mr. Uvik's footprints. So you see three distinct uh, shoe prints. Okay. That's then going to go around and look for anything around all the windows. Sure. So we'll uncover uh, the area around the cabin. Okay, that would be a 23. Could you could you repeat the um, what sets of footprints we saw? We saw an Orzen. Two Orzen and Mr. Olin. Mr. Olin, oh, yes. Thank you. Uh, you can tell the Orzen one because they have distinct uh, uh, footprints because their shoes are different than Olin's. Olin is like he has a very human or human shaped foot, so his shoe is pretty uh, uh, distinct. Did I find anything around? Uh, sorry. Uh... Yep. So, not. You get up to uh, this point right here, and you notice it is a very, very steep and hard to scale, like rock barricade. It's like it's a very pretty landscaping, mm -hmm. like a rock garden. But this doesn't easily convey how difficult the terrain is. It's a very difficult terrain to try to walk through because the boulders and everything there are large and they're varied in size, shape, and position. Though, you do admit, as you walk through, walk past it, it's very pretty and it gives you a very nice sense yeah. of minimalism. Mm -hmm. So you appreciate the person who built it. So do I see any markings of anyone around it? No, you do not. Not around okay. the rock garden. Okay, I'll continue through the rock garden, but take note of that. So I'll yeah. send a telepathic message. Hey guys, there's this really cool rock garden out here. It's kind of hard to walk through, but it looks really cool. Okay, kind of. Yeah, you just have to see it. Yeah, give me another perception check as you cross the rock garden. Four. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you didn't you didn't uh, see anything unusual as you walk through it. So it's just a really pretty rock okay. garden. Okay. And you cross through all of it there is the garage area or where he parks is in this area i just didn't bother drawing it because it's past them where the map is okay uh there is a back door does that also have card access it does so it's linked to the same computer oh okay so so Jim that's how got... you assume only went back and forth so much is that he yeah. was probably either going front door or back door or back and forth mm-hmm well, I think, I think I'm gonna case around the outside looking for that marking or anything suspicious around the rock garden. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll let you do that, yeah. and we're gonna cut. I think Shishi, you entered the, uh, yes. the cabin. All right. So let me reveal a little bit more. Shinova's looking for some wine. So I just say the stick man there represents the chalk outline where they found Aline's body. Mm -hmm. Dead. So, yeah, he was killed facing that way. So, if you imagine, he's face down on the floor, head pointing towards the kitchen. 
back towards the uh, fireplace. Mm-hmm. And can I investigate this table here? What do I see? Uh, you can. So give me one moment. <gasps> Ooh. So, you see fruit, salad, crab was served. Craft. Craft. Uh, the blue things are just napkins. So, yeah. so uh, was the crab cleaned up, or does it smell pretty rank? Um, it's not rank yet because this is basically uh, it's only maybe a day or so after. Like, okay. this court proceedings here move really, really fast. Surprising. Oh, okay. Yeah, and also time magic—they could just froze the table in place. Yeah. So okay. they tasted uh, it. Crab Crusher two thousand. Yep. So on the corner here, that's the Crab Crusher 2000. Um, and things you notice is that it's a well-furnished uh, dish. Like you have a little bouquet in the middle. We got different entrees. You have a crab that on the top, which is untouched. And then you see one crab that is actually uh, broken into. So the claws are uh, eaten and the shells are somewhere else or like on the side of the, t- uh, the plate. All right. So my guess is what happened here. Sylvia, you with me? You with me. So my guess on what happened here, um, is that Mr. Whatchamahoosit, whatever, Joroline decided to eat some crab and then was like, oh wait, this crab needs butter. Everything's better with butter. And then they decided to get up and go back to the kitchen, henceforth while they're facing the kitchen. Doesn't tell me who killed them, but it does say that they like butter. Is there any butter on the table? Uh, there is no butter on the table. Okay, so the theory is sound. <laughs> <laughs> Can I investigate the other dishes? Fuck. Yeah, go ahead and make perception checks if you want. Was he really okay. killed over lack of butter? Obviously. 15 for me. 24. 24 and 15. Okay. So you can tell that, like, there's a fruit salad. There's a regular salad. Um, The crabs are, like, just regular steamed ones. Um, So the dishes-wise, it's very much what's not here. Um, You can probably tell from, like, some of the other dishes that I didn't draw on here. But you can definitely say there's, like, bread and other carbs on here. So this was meant to be eaten by two people, and there's a lot of food left on this uh, table. Side question with our perception. What about the wine situation on the table? So there is no open wine bottle. So you notice. On the table. On the table. Is there any wine in the glasses? There is no wine in the glasses. So it looks like there hasn't been any in there because they're not stained. And you can't Mm -hmm. smell any wine residue. All right, back us up. All right. We got we to gotta light this place on fire. All right, you guys, I'm going to head you back to the... Uh, bloop. Not shows up with an incendiary grenade at the mention of that. Nope, nope, nope. Like, literally light it on fire? Or... <laughs> like, go check out the fireplace. Uh, that's a good idea. Um, can I go so, check out... I'll, I'll, I'll... Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, I'll let you go. So, you want to do what? Uh, I want to see... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Can 
can I go check out the chalk outline? So, when you look down the chalk outline, you see that, uh, again, the outline is specifically designed so that it shows that he's facing down. So, face down in uh, on the floor. Chalk points out that he has no right arm. So, as a piece of evidence. And you can definitely see the staining of blood on the wood floor. So, all, all within uh, what, what the story has been thus far. Yes. And when you look up uh, from the from where the chalk line is, and you look at the ceiling, there is blood on the ceiling. Well, that's just impressive. No, that so, makes sense, though, because if they're hitting down and then swinging up and then hitting down and then swinging up, you can get blood everywhere. Yeah, so you definitely can tell there's an arc pattern on the blood in the ceiling. Uh, any um, murder weapon, or was that checked into the locker? That is checked locker. into the locker. That was a steel okay. fire poker from the fireplace. That's right. Okay. Can I, Shinova do a survival check to see if there was actually a fire made in the fireplace? You can, but I'm going to let Nagarash do something first if he wants to. Uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of in the peanut gallery right now. <laughs> oh. Okay. Come check out the fireplace with us. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you can, guys can roll survival checks to check the fireplace. Because my survival check might not be the best. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> 16. Uh, also 16. 11! So you guys can definitely tell that a fire was burning here and it just burnt out. It's because it's just all ash at this point in time. It wasn't doused or anything. It just it ran out of fuel and died. So this fire was just left. And it was it is a fresh fire was in here. Mm-hmm. Seems like a fire hazard. A little bit. I mean, why would you just leave a fire unattended? That doesn't make any sense. Well, when you're murdered... Yeah, but the murderer should be kind enough to pee on it. Come on. Put it out. <laughs> well, yeah. So you just find that uh, there was a recent fire and the fireplace poker is uh, gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I assume that got taken into evidence. Yep. It is one of the things that have been booked into evidence. So that part you guys all know. Still no wine, though, if you guys haven't noticed that yet. It's certainly possible Don't that you assume they cleaned lovers? up the wine. What? Didn't you assume they were lovers? I mean... Has anyone tried to find the bedroom? Ooh. No, 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 no. Because he said, he said, they drank wine and he left. Again, might I point out that Olin probably cleaned up the wine before his next guest came in. Yeah, but I think we might want to check the kitchen to see if there's a bottle in there. Good point. There would still be an empty bottle, wouldn't there? I mean, certainly possible. Unless he chucked it out in the woods, which, shame on him for littering. <laughs> oh, if he chucked it out in the woods, I'm going to kill him. No, I'm saying that. <laughs> she, she is going <laughs> to pause for a second and go, wait. <laughs> Never mind. He casts Deedus Deletus. Deedus Deletus. Oh, 
I could just see Shishi issuing a fine to the estate for littering. Oh, how dare they! What's your guys' next move? Not. Uh, Oh. I was gonna ask if Jim had not wanted to do anything. Y'all are still outside. I did have a thing I wanted to do. Okay, Jim. Um, I wanted to check the perimeter for, like I said, I wanted to check the perimeter for any of those markings, and especially check out what's going on here, in the uh, rock feature. Sure. Yeah. So you go. I'm gonna go off your old survival check for the markings. So you go around the entire thing, and you cannot find that broken star marking on the house itself. Okay. So it's safe for you to assume that they deal in prosthetics, not masonry. Okay. Just wanted to make sure on that one. No, it's fine. Um, are you going to stop by that stone garden? You bet your bottom dollar I am. Sure. Then give me a perception check as you walk walk by it or walk to it. Boop. Okay. Um, don't suck. Hey, 24. That didn't suck. That's very good. Uh, so what not missed when you uh, kneel down to look at the rocks, mm-hmm. you notice the earth is still fairly fresh. So this installation is new. Oh. Uh, maybe less than a week old. So Olin had this installed very recently. Uh-huh. And even more, as you look at the rock garden, this thing, unless you are someone who's trained to go through like difficult terrain, like a fighter or a soldier, mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that, or an operative, this would be very difficult for a normal person to cross with like out hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. And that. I'm assuming that our Mr. Olean wasn't quite the outdoorsman. He was not, but you can definitely tell this was meant to be more of an artistic piece. Mm-hmm. So it's something to, you know, sit in the back in the yard with a uh, on a chair drinking lemonade, and it's a nice thing to look at in the morning sun, really. Okay. But it's, it's very new. Yes, less than a week. And it looks like it is difficult to maneuver through yes because maneuvering through the rocks you risk knocking them over and causing like a domino effect so if you were to go through it there's a good chance you knock one over and you would get crushed okay and they don't look like they're disturbed no they do not look like they're disturbed okay i'm half tempted to jump through the window so i can just get inside faster but i'll walk to the front and start investigating inside Sure. So, what is everyone's next move? Yeah, Not's going to check out the footprints around the back, just to make around sure no one snuck in. Yep. Yeah, I'll go off your old roll again. Again, you see only what well, you assume are Olin's footprints heading towards a garage that's just off the board. Okay. So, you don't see any other footprints that are, you, make you suspicious. Okay. So, yes, not finding anything else, I'm going to come in through the back door. I'm not going to knock on the back door and wait for someone to open it because that would be rude just to march my way in. Yeah, and you wouldn't be able to get in anyway. Oh, okay. Because it is locked. Because it's a card key. Ah, gotcha. Huh. So, knock, yeah. Knock, knock. Uh, Shishi, you're the one who hears a knock at the back door. Uh, to answer or not to answer? She'll answer it. So, yeah, and it's just not standing at the back door. Not waves enthusiastically. Shinova closes the door. 
uh, not being a squishy mushroom man, you try to squish the door on him, and he just squeaks like a dog toy. <laughs> okay, she'll let him in. So, yes, and you guys are in the kitchen. Mac gives Shishi a quick hug. Um, what was that thing Sylvia said? Oh, yeah, 20 credits. It's not your profession. <laughs> Please tell me that not does a sassy snap. <laughs> yes, he does. Shinova's going to take the crown off his head. <laughs> the telepathy crown. Oh. Uh, not. Reflex save. Okay. Uh, Shishi. Uh, save? Just, okay. Yeah. 24? Roll me an attack, just like a grapple attack. No weapons. Athletics? Uh, sure, athletics. We're fine. 15. Uh, not. You roll all the way. Dark Souls style. Once you reach, reach it down to grab it, <laughs> you just roll past her. Yep. I'm looking for yep. a wine bottle. This okay. is serious business. Yeah, Stop messing around, Not. <laughs> Does not tumble into a wine rack? Uh, no, Not. You just tumble flawlessly into the hallway. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and find if there's any other computer stiff. Because that's the only other way I'm useful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can give me a perception check on this floor. I have a feeling it's on the next floor. 24. Again. You don't see a computer here. So I'm assuming it's on the next floor. Quite possible. So I'll probably go up with uh, Nagrosh. Okay. I'll tell Intel so. to guard the door. Awesome. So I will leave. So let's cut to, let's go upstairs and we'll follow Nagrash and uh, Jim. Woo, upstairs adventure. So you guys are right here, right where the staircase would be. Okay. So you can probably put your tokens right here. Yeah, okay. So there's some terraces, I'm assuming. Um, there's a windows. So you can see outside from this. Uh, area. Uh, That's basically what you're seeing. Uh, uh, it just looks like there might be like a platform. Oh, this over here? Yeah, this. Uh... That's the roof. Uh, oh, this reads down to the porch. From the second floor? Well, you're looking down. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. That's how you're, what you're seeing. So the red things are doors. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I don't see anything worthwhile out the window. Besides, like, the feature? Um, well, why don't you give me... So which window you want to look at? Uh, the This one, which I can see has part of the rock feature in it. Yeah, so go ahead and give me a perception check. Don't fuck it up. I don't see what it is. It's an 18. You know... No, you don't see anything super off about this window. Hmm. So it's just... Okay. Looks normal to you. Okay. Okay. Now, Garage, what are you doing? Uh, try open this door down here. Uh, yeah, it opens. It's not locked, so. Damn. I'll go in. And it's a bedroom. And it has been thrown. So there's clothes. There's everything. 
and the bed's been like just torn up and thrown out. So it is not well kept at all. Someone toss this room. Leaves his fire going, leaves his food on the table, room's a mess. God damn. <laughs> so, what are, you, what are you trying to do now that you found the bedroom? Uh, so, is this a desk over here in the corner? Uh, it's supposed to be a wardrobe. Wardrobe? And it, it's open, it. and all the clothes are kind of scattered about. Okay. So let's dig around and see if I find anything interesting. Sure, give me a perception check. 26. So... I'm going to say you just kind of search the entire room with that uh, perception check. So you're going through it, and what you can tell from this and just your investigation is that this probably wasn't how this room's supposed to be. This was very much someone came in here looking for something, and they just tore up uh, this bedroom. Because by the way the clothes are tossed about, by the way the wardrobe, when the, doors, the lock to the wardrobe is actually broken, uh, the bed frame is actually broken, so someone really went to town trying to find something in here. Hey, Jim. Yeah? Come here. Okay. Oh, holy hell, look at this pigsty. Somebody trashed it looking for something. Oh, indeed. Um, don't know what they could be looking for. Besides maybe a prosthetic arm. They worked so hard they broke the bed. That might have been something else, but... We'll assume that's right. Uh... Do I see anything computery in here? Uh, nothing in here. Okay. Then I guess I'll do a perception check to see if I can... No, his per... Oh, yeah. I'll do a perception check to see if Jim notices anything. No person's track. Even though it's probably not going to beat that 26. No. Nope. Uh, what Nagarash told you, you confirm it through investigation that, like, yep, this place has been trashed and someone was scouring through it. Oh, can we tell if this was done, if it looks like the police have been through here, or in the investigation team? From your, uh, from you looking at it, yes, but they didn't seem to, like, take any evidence out of it, so you're not really 100% sure why the other investigation team didn't note this. Uh-huh. Oh, so it's not in the report? It is not in the report, because the reports are done by two different companies. It's very much the uh, Kratu Enterprises and the Benji Exploit doing their own investigations and fighting in court. Who's right? And both ignored it? Well, you guys are the uh, Benji Exploits. The other side. Check the room out. So the other team ignored it, and I know that it wasn't in their files. Exactly. You did not notice a room being completely thrashed. So this was weirdly left out. Hmm. Hmm. I can't tell anybody telepathically to come and look in here more thoroughly. So cool. We'll take note. All right, then. Then the other room. Yes. Give me, give me room. Yeah. Uh, so you go in that and the door is, does not want to open. No grosh, if you would. I'm gonna punch the door. Yeah, give me a punch. Full attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. No. So we have fail. We have a crit fail, which is the one thing you cannot do. Like, if you've done anything else as a door, doors don't have any AC. <laughs> but you also did a full attack, so you. I don't know. How do you want to do this? Because you definitely, on your second attack, break the door. But what happened to your first attack? I missed and hit the wall. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Way to go, Kyle. So, I I like to think that um, Nagrash, you kind of get in that boxer stance and you just punch with your right hand and you go too wide, like doing a haymaker, and you just hit your hand into the door frame. Huh. But you're too proud to admit that you missed because Jim's right there. So you swing with the left one and a south pole and just hit it and break it. There you go. So. <laughs> Yeah, your hand now hurts. I show nothing on my face. All right. So the reason why it did not want to move is because there was a desk blocking the way. Oh. So when Nagraj punched it, you were just able to wedge it just enough so you can slide the desk while moving the door. Okay. And so it looks like it's been thrashed like the other room just on. It's been thrashed. It's just the, the desk has been basically tipped over in front of the uh, door so it's like someone was like going through it and got angry and th- flung it like through t- table flip the table and then walked out how'd they get out that's a good question magic i mean i can't tell but um i'm looking know. for sh- the perception check uh that's not a good perception um uh, other than it being trashed uh you see a bunch of files everywhere yeah, so, and I don't assume I find a computer. Uh, no, not with that perception check, unfortunately. Fuck. Yeah, garage, same thing. The place is so trashed, it's hard to find any good evidence in here, other than someone threw a hissy fit and tossed everything everywhere. Files, trash, everything. Okay, I'm going to yell downstairs. Why don't you just come help, help us up out here, up here? I can. I have a feeling in my genitals that something important's here. Not comes <laughs> running ASAP as well. In your genitals? In my genitals. Why are we screaming about genitals? Did I fucking stutter? I don't know. You I found genitals. Gonads got the goods. The older the berry, the sweeter the fruit, or the juice, as they say. Anyways... Uh, Sylvia, if you'd be a doll, I, I'd, I can't seem to find anything, but I just have a very sneaking suspicion there's something here. What the hell happened here? And I'm gonna take a look around. Don't suck like the rest of us. I'll try not to. She, she better not. She has a plus 20. She has a plus 20? Damn. Oh! Jesus Christ! How about a 36? Does that do it? Yeah, it's fine. You are very much OP. So, uh, you find two things. Um, Where the desk is flipped over, underneath some trash, there is a small laptop, like a netbook, hidden underneath the trash. Ah, mother load right there. I hand it to Jim. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll deal with that in a second. Second, you go over to the window as you're just walking to the perimeter of the room, and something, because you're an operative, the window catches your eye because something's off. It's just one of those things you look at it, and you don't realize it at first, what's wrong. And you look a bit closer, and you realize the window is not 100% closed. It's almost as someone opened it, rushed out, or something that didn't close the window. But it's not like someone just forgot. It's someone tried to, but couldn't close it. So it looks like somebody tried to leap out the window? 
from tried yeah. to close it behind it and didn't quite get it all the way closed. Right. So from your operative training, you think because you've had to make some daring escapes yourself, that someone left out, got out this room, they went out the window, tried to close it behind them, and weren't able to actually successfully close it. And when you look closer at the window seal, you actually see dirt on the window seal. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Um. Hmm. There's there's dirt on this window. It looks like I relay that to the two boys in the room. Uh. Well, I don't know nothing about tracking, but that sounds like my genitals will rat on my suspension. So, from that, Jim, give me a computer check. Hell yeah. I'm assuming I can turn it on to at least see if it has battery life. It does. Uh, the screen's cracked, so it's a little hard to see through or uh, see what you're doing on it. Okay, uh, 23. 23, yeah, you get into that computer. It's not that hard. His password was like 1A2B3C. Who the hell makes a password 1A2B3C? Excuse me while uh, I gotta go change my luggage uh, lock combination. <laughs> How's that for a uh, Mel Brooks joke? It's very good. Um, yeah, so you get into that like small little laptop, and it seems like this is the only thing he brings with him that's technology, like to do work and everything, because this seems, from all the desk, the trash files, that this is maybe a home office if he has to do some work away from everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get into it, and when at 23, you kind of get into some memos he was writing emails that were stored on the uh computer and a lot of it's about the internal investigation about that star sugar um operation that was in the warehouse okay uh for the most part it's only being from the tone of the emails it's him being very angry because he had no idea that was happening and he doesn't know exactly who was doing or why this was happening in his company and as you go deeper and deeper through the emails and how he's going through with his whoever he can trust in his company he's slowly coming in terms of like this is probably someone above me planted this in my company and that's basically what he's trying to come through and that's the last email that he suspects that this wasn't just some random gang that someone put that in his company or underneath his warehouse and wanted him to be a scapegoat and i want to say that email was sent probably two days prior okay do I see anything about the rock feature? Oh, yeah. You go back a few, you know, a few weeks back, and you actually see an email exchange or email chain from Olin and Uvix, his groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just him and, like, he's just talking to Uvix, like, hey, I really want a rock feature, a rock garden. And they're discussing, like, plots and, like, where is it good for the cabin? And they finally decide on the western face of the cabin. That's a good place to put the rock feature. Okay. So they were discussing this for a while, and it's only been for the past week. Or this past week, that was it actually installed. Does it look like Uvex uh, got any uh, third-party contractors? Uh, for the most part, uh, Uvex like, has his own company. Mm-hmm. Like I know his own like landscaping, so no, it just seems like Uvex handled it with his team. I want to. Can I try and dig up anything on Uvex from this computer? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you search his name, uh, he's Uvex has been working for Olin for 
quite a number of years. Since basically he's owned this cabin, Uvix has been his main, or him, Uvix and his company have been the main landscapers for it. Okay. So he's had a long history working with Uvix. I guess what I guess what I'm thinking is, I have a suspicion that Uvex is tied to whatever Cote Co- or whatever the hell their name is. Yeah. And I'm trying to see if I, I'm trying to see if I can dig information either from the computer or over the net on a connection there. Sure. Yeah. So you basically by digging around because Olin is tied to the Kratu Inter- Enterprises. Uvex in some way is too also. Mm-hmm. So they're they're both part of this one giant conglomerate. Though Uvex is many more steps removed than Olin. But it doesn't look like Uvex is uh re- I I can't tell, but it doesn't look like he's being directly influenced. Not from what you can tell from those emails. Mm. Uh when you do a little net searching, Uvex's company is a subsidiary of a subsidiary, it's like it's multiple layers deep before you get back to the Kratu. In, uh, enterprise okay i think i want to investigate this dude because so far he's our only other person at the scene of the crime that we can place yep he he is the one that found the body uh well anyways i'll relay what information i found do we want to do a survival check on the dirt sure you want to do a survival check on the dirt you can i will attempt Somebody with not a negative to their wisdom, it'd be really awesome if they did that. I, uh, since I'm over at the window, <laughs> uh, zero. So you look at it and you like you scratch your chin. You're like, "That's dirt. That's some fine dirt. You got rocks and everything." Since I'm over at the window, can I try? Yes, you may try. Okay. <laughs> I know about as much as Kimley won. I got a seven. <laughs> okay. So, Phoenix, Nagarash, you're the one who... 21. Yeah. You're the one who sees it, and you look at it, and you're like, hmm, that looks like it is more or less clay that you can tell. Like, it's not just regular mud that is out and about around the uh, the pathways. So it's dirt that's found a little bit deeper in the soil. This is some uh, deep dirt. No. Now, who could have been muck- mucking around with some clay to be in a bottom layer of the, to get into a out of the topsoil layer? Hmm. You walk around outside, right? You see any mounds or holes or? Well, there's a rock feature which was completed rather recently the dirt still was fresh there can you see the feature from here Uh, it's out the window i'll go take a look at the window yeah give me a perception check again not as good it's a 27 Ooh, 27 (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah from the window you can definitely see the rock feature uh, to the west of the cabin. Uh, also, when examining the window, uh, what Jim missed is that the lock is actually broken. Oh. Ah. So, uh, it if on like casual inspection, it looks perfectly fine. But when you actually touch like the little latch, it doesn't move or doesn't like it has no uh, resistance. 
and then when you lift it it's just broken so it's put back together to look like it was still in one piece and still functional but it completely isn't so whoever trashed the upstairs apartment broke into this window trash trashed the place and then left via that window as say to the boys yep that's basically what you come to the conclusion of but something you do note is that there is no mud on this window oh that's interesting mm-hmm. i relay that too <laughs> that's why i'm uh snow tracks either yes hmm I'm I'm feeling our groundskeeper is not the nicest fellow. Well, All right. That's my conclusion. Uh, what makes you say that? Uh, who else would have had access? Well, as far as we can tell, Uvex is the only one that does any kind of yard work and would have created the feature. So it would make sense that he would, you know, might have clay on some shoes that he doesn't regularly uh, wear knows the layout of the building better than most might be an asshole I don't know certainly seems like a prime suspect that's what that's what my tinglies are telling me alright uh, let's go back to Shishi. Uh, what are you doing I'm not sleeping on the job um <laughs> okay so I walk into the kitchen just bypass not because not's annoying me right now. And I'm going to look for empty bottles of wine, things to corroborate the story of the defendant right now. So, yeah. So, you go into the kitchen and go look around. Um, there's still quite a bit of unused ingredients on the kitchen counter. So, it looked like only wasn't done cooking. Like, he was going to be making multiple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, give me a perception check. Another one. Another one. Damn. Crit! Crit. 28! Nice. So, with that crit, uh, you go hunting around through the entire kitchen, and actually you do find an empty bottle of wine. Oh, okay. So it's just in the uh, trash. So it was finished, and then he just tossed it away. Good to know, good to know, good to know. Anything else I find in the kitchen? Maybe a Um, non-empty bottle of wine? Well, well, there is wine racks, so there's quite a bit of wine um, you find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to take one off the shelf that looks like it could be fruity. Okay. Are you, are you stealing from a crying scene? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I want to find a bottle that matches the bottle in the trash. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy. Like, you pick out the... the bottle from the trash and you just pick out a few bottles and they're from the same vineyard and they're from the same year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh when you yeah so when you swirl the empty bottle there is a little bit of left leftover wine in there so it hasn't been sitting super long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah was bored down here she's gonna run upstairs to everybody else and tell her she that they uh that shinova found wine okay so I think the last person we haven't really heard from for one more thing is not. Do you yeah. want to do anything else? Not still really curious about the windows downstairs. He's going to see if there's any sign of tampering or fingerprints. Sure. Since no one said anything about the window upstairs. Damn. Right. So, yeah. Mm, actually, give me a survival for the uh, windows. Okay. 20. 30. 20. Okay. 
So what you can tell is that when you go through like the kitchen windows, nothing too interesting there. But when you come to this window, again, on the western side, so this is one that is nearly just a little off-center from the one on the second floor. Mm -hmm. Again, you see here that the windowsill has been tampered with. So it looks like there has been weight or something on it because it's cracked. Tell that Patrick messages. Hey guys, so I was checking out the windows. I didn't see much outside. Uh, no footprints outside the area and stuff we saw before. But anyways, so I'm looking around the windows. They all look fine except for this one right here by the stairs. It looks like it's a little cracked. Something was done Didn't recently. Did she, she take your crown? No, I... Oh, right. I totally rolled away from that. Oh, um... Hmm. There's one thing I actually did forget to tell you, not now that, oh. now that I'm thinking about it. Because you did do a, a full perimeter check of yeah. the uh, wooded areas around it. Yes? Yes. Yeah. So, one of the things that I should have uh, pointed out is that uh, near where this tree is um, and near where this, this tree is, there is actual like leftover, leftover soil that they moved from the rock uh feature it's not a okay. lot but they just tossed it on the the base of the tree mm -hmm. okay i was thinking about this and i forgot about it for a little bit does the huh. does the uh report of the uh murder scene indicate a height for the murderer well from what you can tell the the vertical hits are on the back of the head yeah but so I mean, I'm imagining like, yes. I was thinking because usually they can, like, use the actual blood splatter velocity to kind of interpret a range or a small range of height that the attacker would have okay. to be at. So what you can imagine. So I'll rewind a little bit. Uh, yeah, you actually didn't see um, Mr. Uh, River or Mr. D in person. Okay. So this will be a bit hard to get for your character, but from the blood spatter analysis that you got on your report, mm -hmm. the person would have been roughly five foot five, five foot six. Okay. Uh, for that blood spatter and the angle of the hit to make sense. Um, Sylvia and Shishi and Nagarash would know Mr. Olin is nearly seven feet tall. Yeah. He is a very, very tall guy. Uh, the prosecution states to make up for this that he was crouching to sneak up. Why would you crouch to he, hit people? So the prosecution states that he got up silently from the table, grabbed the poker as quietly he could, and approached as he walked behind him to strike him multiple times in the back of the head. Instead mm -hmm. of standing full, uh, uh, fully stood, because if he were to stand upright and try to swing the poker, it would run into the ceiling. Because the poker's roughly three and a half feet, or three feet. After you hit them once, you're gonna stand back up. That's just hogwash. Well, also it also states that um, the first hit probably was not lethal, nor did it knock him out. So it was multiple hits in the back of the head to kill him. Mm. Um, but also Sylvia Nagarash and Shishi would know. I have no Mr. idea. Mr. Desuel is very yeah, he's very jacked. So. So he could be capable of hitting Mr. River multiple times or hitting him once. Right. So 
if you guys so tell me are you guys workshopping this together I'd gosh so. it would be so great okay it would be so great if we all got together at the crime scene and uh workshop this don't you agree boys let's go back downstairs oh no shinova's coming up no we were heading down i whatever i will i will assume for we're just gonna run each other on the stairs yeah it's like a consistency that you guys are now pondering the evidence outside the cabin okay so yes so exchanging information jim you find out that one miss mr diswell is very tall and also very very buff and then looking at the uh, autopsy report that it took multiple strikes to kill mr Olean, and that the strikes don't make a huge amount of sense unless Mr. Deswell is literally crouching to hit him. Mm -hmm. So trying to stealth kill him, basically. Then why not be a stealth archer? So pretty much what we can, we can tie down a person of interest. We're lacking a motive though. Yes. Not thinks it's something to do with the hand and they climbed the tree to get in. Well, I'm sure it's to do with the hand, but why is Uvex interested in it. Selling we it? need the hand to find out. Oh. Nods, didn't you say there was earth in front of the, this tree by the cracked window? Yeah, Nods going to run over and point at it, kind of pick it up from his, his fingers to show that it's still fresh and loose. My question is, I found, I found the window that's most likely the point of entry for a perp, why was there no mud on that window, but mud on the exit window across the way? So unless he came into the house, ransacked the place, ran outside, got mud, went back upstairs and exited out the window, thereby depositing the mud on the exit window. What if there were two people? It's possible, but we the only one we can confirm that we can only confirm three people. Uh, the the presence of a fourth person is not outside the realm of possibility, but we have no way of understanding who they are, as there's no scan. But there was a witness. I found no other footprints. Who's the a witness reported a fight at eight thirty? Who's this witness? Uh, when you guys look at the uh, um, documents, the witness. Is another orison named Staz Kara. Staz. Yeah, S T A S, and then Kara C A R A. Saw the fight at eight thirty while coming back from a hike. But if they were on a hike and they were coming here, because as presumably they parked their car in the front, wouldn't Mister D see the car in the front? Yeah, that's mighty suspicious. But he said there wasn't any cars in the front. Hmm. So what if, what if, workshop here, Kara and Uvix were working together? Well, we mm -hmm. have to find a connection between the two. So. I think it might be helpful to interview both this Kara and Uvix. And I want to find out what the hell Coat 2 is up to, or Crow 2 is up to. That's a good plan. Because his files also said that he began to think that his bosses were the ones that set him up to fail. And if I was in a position of power and needed to shut or needed to get rid of a loose screw, I would probably consider doing something similar. 
It's anti-ors and propaganda, I think. Well, we already know that they're just a bunch of bears. If there's one thing we know about bears, is that they can't breathe underwater. And that's a problem. Because if you're going to come to this damn planet, you better learn how to breathe underwater. I mean, darling, I can't breathe underwater. I think most of the people Neither in this can group... I. Oh, good news. Then I got to work on an invention for you two. Don't worry, be a prosthetic. <laughs> not give the thumbs up. I, I do not give you permission to put anything on me. Or in me. Same. I, I wasn't gonna do it without your permission. I was gonna develop the technology. Jeez. I mean, there's already, you know, those, they already have those skills thingamajigs. I just thought I could make it better. Like, maybe you could breathe in acid then. I don't know. Alright. Well, I say we just go back, we interview Kara, we interview Vuvix. Damn mouth breathless. <laughs> can I, uh, well, first, can I flip Jim off? Then, uh, could I take a closer look at the rock garden? I wanted to see if there was, like, a disconcernable, like, like, is it a maze, a path? Yeah, so you can go out, but before you do that, uh, everyone make me a perception check. Okay. Oh my god, somebody's still living in the house. There's a basement. <laughs> Ten! No. Ouch. Nine. Twenty-eight. Thirty! <laughs> We're also invested in this conversation. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Everything goes by. But as you guys are investigating this and everything like that, and you're just are discussing the evidence and trying to figure out what the hell happened, it sounded you you begin to smell smoke. Coming from inside the house? Yes, oddly enough. Oh, that's not good. Uh, upstairs? Nope, Did... it's coming from the kitchen. Oh, shit. Oh, Shinova goes over and turns off the stoves. Uh, When you walk to that kitchen, or to the door of the kitchen, it's already filled with smoke. Uh, Sylvia would like to... Uh, I was just yes. going to say, I'd like to run to the back where the back door is, see if I see anybody. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, basically, you run, you're running through smoke at this point in time, and the back door is jammed. What flavor Wait. jam? Uh, boysenberry. Good. <laughs> so does not realize what's going on at this point, or is he still oblivious? He's still like the smoke hasn't gotten to you just yet, but you notice everyone's starting to panic. Okay. Wait. I'm I'm gonna run with uh, Sylvia to the back door. And you also find that the door is jammed, and it's poisonberry. I'm gonna mushroom tackle it. See if I can go right through it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna head to the front door. And what role do I do? Hop on Intel. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll me a. I think it's just an attack. A charge. Charge attack. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. a regular attack uh, with a plus one. I made. Something I like don't that. Have. Any attack? Athletics. Just athletics. Just uh, roll. No, you should oh. be able to roll a d20 plus your strength plus one. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay. Yeah, you run into it. Um. Uh, I mean, uh, it's an unarmed attack, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so just a mushroom cannonball. Mushroom cannonball. Yep. Mm. Mushroom cannonball. Yeah. So you ram into that door. And when you ram into it, you actually knock stuff out of the way. So 
something was purposely blocking the door. Okay. So you open up that door, and you're free there. So cutting back to Jim, who's on Intel. So you notice um, that there are, again, there's smoke outside. So I'm going to draw a quick loop. Basically, anything within this rectangle uh, is concealed in the smoke, has partial concealment. Okay. Um, so would that be considered low light vision? Uh, no, it's just obscured. Okay, cool. So you have a, I think it's a twenty-five percent chance or a twenty percent chance of just missing. Okay. So you're not one hundred percent there, and then over here, not. You have the same issue. Oh shit! So it's funneling out from the kitchen, and the kitchen itself is also very much carbon smoke perfect everyone's on fire yep everyone's on fire <laughs> well here's my question because everybody doesn't really have any sense except for potentially i do if they're trying to be sneaky because mm. i well, have blind sense so does george george has blind sight so he can see right through smoke however can he though but the smoke would obscure his smell uh he's immune to smoke effects Ooh, so sexy. it's a it's a feat that George took, which gives him complete immunity to all smoke, including smoke grenades, which the soldier not you realize that's what they are. Oh, these are a shit ton of smoke grenades being thrown at you guys. They've been thrown through the kitchen door. Uh, can I use my grenade expert to figure out where they or which direction they came from? Uh, for the most part, no. They're just grenades that are on the ground. Okay. They were thrown towards the house. Hey, guys, we got smoke grenades that are coming in from the uh, outside. I, I don't know where, but some shit's going down. I'm out back. Let's get them. Uh, I think Shinova's just going to run up to where Nada's then, if it's not an actual fire. It is not. And you guys get to enjoy a couple people waiting for you. <laughs> oh. At the back? Oh, and there's some, there's some up here, too. Back okay. in the front. Why did not listen to him say leave the big laser behind? So that's unfortunate. Yeah. Why doesn't everybody roll me initiative? What kind of initiative? Some of that goddamn initiative. Yeah. We're taking goddamn initiative. But, but. Wait, who are you calling a butt? I don't want to die. I want to murder. That's not bad. And I do too. Murdering is fine. Dying is not so much. So, <laughs> bottom of the with that, I'm going to be an asshole. Aww. And uh, we'll call it there. Oh, what? <gasps> yep. Oh, Fuck you. Oh, cliffhanger. Why are you breaking tradition? We always end the session on combat, <laughs> not right before. Nope, you guys can deal with it.